Hello and welcome to the Clubhouse, Golf Monthly's weekly look at the various different events around the world in golf. Today we hear exclusively from Nick Doherty ahead of the BMW PJ Championship at Wentworth. Hello and welcome to the Clubhouse, brought to you by our friends at Titleist, the number one ball in golf. For more, visit titleist.co.uk. Hello and welcome to the Clubhouse. My name is Tom Clark and this week it's all a little bit different. I'm here on my own uh, and the reason for that is because Elliot is off on holiday. He's getting very wet and watching the rain fall in Cornwall. Um, I'm sure he's having a great time. Um, You may have also noticed that we've got some snazzy new music on the podcast. We hope you enjoy it. Uh, if you don't, let us know. But if you do, do let us know on our social media channels uh, at Golf Monthly on Instagram and Twitter and Golf Monthly Magazine on Facebook. This week we've got a very special extended interview with Nick Doherty who spoke to Sam Tremlett earlier today uh, and he's previewing the BMW PGA Championship which is being, of course being played at the wonderful Wentworth. Um, Nick is working with BMW at the moment on its Garden Golf Tour which is celebrating fans of sport uh, and the amazing golf courses that they've built in their gardens during lockdown. Uh, and we've all seen, I think, some fantastic, very funny videos of people uh, who are trying to chip in and uh, drive into nets and having all kinds of disasters, but also having a lot of fun and, uh, you know, entertaining themselves during uh, this time when we've all got to stay at home. So Sam has interviewed Nick and he talks about uh, the challenge of Wentworth and who he thinks uh, is going to do particularly well. So enjoy the interview, and we will speak to you again next week. Right. So obviously, as I said, it's Wentworth this week, and you've obviously played it a lot of times. What are you like? Some of your best memories of Wentworth and being well, I'm a, I'm a member there, um, right. which, which makes a big difference for me. So it's a special week for so many reasons. Obviously, the fact that my relationship with that tournament, with the European Tour, with being my home club, with obviously me being um, a friend of the brand for BMW as well. So there's a lot of uh, reasons why I love this week. Um, the course itself is a the history there, uh, the winners around that golf course over the years, not just from PGAs, but also from match plays there. Yeah. So a great yeah. heritage. Um, and I think they've really found a sweet spot with the golf course as well. I think um, over the years, because when it was played in May, there was a lot of time, and this was through my career playing in the tournament as well, there'd be times when the greens, because um, they were Poana, they would seed in May when we used to play it. So sometimes they, they would be tricky in the afternoons and players would have a little whinge. And uh, I was probably one of them once upon a time. Um, they're now with what we have in the sub air, which is going to come into its own with what we've just had in weather conditions as well over this last right. week or so of rain. Uh, they are stunning. They're as good a surface as they play on all year. Uh, the quality of the course has never been better. We've still got all that history. And, of course, it's the flagship event. And, you know, they have the Players' Championship in the United States on the PGA Tour. We have the BMW PGA. And uh, if there's one outside of, uh, on, on the regular tour, outside of majors and World Golf Championships that you want to win, it, it's the BMW PGA. And it's always been that way. Um, and, obviously, I never got the chance to do it. And, ironically, my game, as much as I'm a member there, I, you have to drive the ball well. And I'm not a great, I was never a very straight driver of the ball. So I was always stuck behind the eight ball before I started at Wentworth. (laughs) So I love the place, but it beats me up. So anytime I shoot the par around that golf course, I'm delighted. Um, How much have they like lengthened it and stuff? 
So from when you were playing, how much, how different does it look? Uh, it's significant in terms of the length. It's at least another couple hundred yards, um, which makes a big difference. But the greens are harder because there's more undulation to them, um, mm. which is, it gives them amazing pin positions that we didn't used to have. They can get a lot quicker as well because of the sub-air. Uh, they can be a lot firmer. Even in these conditions, because of sub-air, they could still, ironically, get the greens really firm, even with all that rain we've had. Yeah. It's amazing, right? It's not sort of luxury we used to have. Uh, and it's unique as well in this country. But, um, yeah, I think the, the difficulty of it now is more in the bunkering's more severe, uh, the greens are trickier, the pin positions are more severe. So if you miss and make mistakes, so it all goes back to the fact, if you don't hit the fairways here, it's really hard to hit the greens because mm. the nature of the golf course, the trees, of course, but also the thick rough, and it's long. So you've got a long shot in from trouble to a green that's really hard to find anyway. And so it snowballs. So hence why there's so much pressure on all of the game for the players at Wentworth rather than it being as we sometimes see on tour these days, just hit it as far as you can and you'll be fine. doesn't really work that at Wentworth. Hint, distance is an asset, but you must still put it in play. So yeah. I mean, that's why we've we've had such, we've had a lot of great winners over the years there. And, and it takes a lot of guts down the stretch because what used to be an easy finish, I always think of so the great example of this course and how it's changed. 16, 17, 18 back in yeah. the day, it was, it was within reason to be four under or even five under on occasion for those three holes. Mm. Now, and if the wind's blowing, you're not. You might pretend to be disappointed, but sometimes you're not really that disappointed with par, par, par finish because mm. you can make big numbers on 17 and 18 now. So, um, in, in essence, the golf course has changed that way where it used to be you play well, you shoot 67. Now to break 70 is a cracking effort around there. Yeah. So obviously, there's going to be no fans, um, and obviously, there's not going to be any fans trampling down the little roughs around the edge. Yeah. How much of an impact do you think that's going to have? I think it makes it a fair test. I think one of the things about professional golf that we don't like is the fact that you, the, the worse the, the shot is, sometimes the better the yeah, result, isn't it? Um, which I think is, is fair enough because we just think, well, you know, in essence, a, a truly fair game, which of course golf was never designed to be, but a truly fair game would mean the worst shot, the worst penalty. We're seeing more of that now because, mm. you know, you're getting into a rough that's every bit as thick and arguably has had less feet in it because it's further offline now and it's not fans. So yeah. um, I think in that, it, it, because of that, uh, we saw a bit of that in Scotland, to be fair, you know, on the weekend, normally some of the errant shots, which would have been into mm. flat bits where you'd have been as good as being on the fairway, all of a sudden were lost balls, you know. Um, and I think that was one of the things we'll see through at Wentworth as well. Uh, I think the, the course is going to, it's going to be challenging, going to play really long as well because of the rain we've had. Yeah. So yeah. it's going to be a tough test for them this week. Sorry, I also wanted to go back to what you said about the long rough. Um, mm. Can I also get your opinion on the whole Brighton thing at Wingford quickly? Just get your thoughts yeah. on that. Um, um, yeah. To be honest, I think it's not. Brighton's done a brilliant thing in that he's found a way to beat the system. Um, the rough at Wingfoot was thick. I spoke to some of the guys last week and they said it was really hard to reach the green. Now, that's my experience of the US Open. Yeah. Because I was watching that and I'm thinking. No, this can't be like Wingfoot when I played because you couldn't do that at Wingfoot when I played. But the mm. thing is, he's 40 yards further up there because obviously time has changed and he's much more powerful than I was. But I was never sure. I was longer than average. Mm. Um, but you couldn't reach with a six iron from... You couldn't get the ball out of that. I mean, more likely you'd hit it four feet in front of you because you wouldn't get it out of that grass yeah. if you tried to hit it and knock it on the green. So you'd wedge it back in. So you stood on every tee thinking, well, if I miss the fairway, it's a bogey. Whereas yeah. his strategy was get up as far as I possibly can. If I hit the fairway, great. And if I don't, I don't. Uh, and I think there's a lot to, as much as it sounded quite agricultural, that to me, when I first heard him say it, 
the logic was there, you know, because he could get a club on it that he could reach the green from. And he's got that power to be able to reach the green. But mm. let's not also forget that he did still hit quite a lot of fairways, considering yeah. how far he was hitting it. And also he puts his, puts the eyes out of it. He's a brilliant putter. And I think, sure, uh, you know, as I did when I paid off there on the Sunday, uh, I was obviously, hands up, I got it wrong. I thought that was naive. I thought, nah, 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 that's fine. All well and good at normal tournaments, but not the US Open. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was wrong. You know, I was completely wrong. And I think we've got to make peace with the fact that that's where old heads have to move with the times. Like the US Open has changed. What's the solution? Not thick or rough. Not no. thick or rough. That plays everybody. Mm. Arguably make the fairway slightly wider because if you do hit it offline, you're still going to hit it in the rough. But for the straighter hitters, because those fairways at Wing Far, I mean, you've got guys like Zach Johnson. You could drive it well and still only hit seven fairways there because they're so narrow. And yeah. course, he misses the fairway by three yards. He's in he, trouble. Yeah. Whereas yeah. if they're a bit wider, the straight hitters still get, oh, yeah, you, you, you're fine there. You're in the first cut or you catch the edge of the fairway. Whereas if the longer hitters, if they do spray it about, they still have to try and fight as much as they have a chance because they can reach the green. They still mm. have to hit a hell of a shot. So uh, if anything, that's probably the solution. Certainly not thick or rough. Uh, and pinching fairways in more. No. I mean, that, that would be the wrong choice. So I don't think they'll do that. No. Um, so obviously we'll go back to the PDN. Um, so, so I went to Wentworth last year um, and I didn't realise how much the crowds like make noise on certain shots. So let's say, I think it's four, the par five down the hill on yeah. the left, like how much the gravel kind of, and the pathways people make noise. And obviously well, that's not going to happen this year. So do you think the players will enjoy it more? I mean, they won't come out and say no, they will. No, but. I think, um, I think you know, one of the things I'm seeing with what we're doing here as well is, and we're drawing attention to the fact of um, celebrating golf and all the great things that have come out of a really bad situation. But one of the things that is sad from our point of view is that there are no fans because one of the things that makes this tournament as it, to be fair, Scottish Open would be the same. Irish Open traditionally over the years, well, great crowds. Yeah. These are British events. But this one in particular, and you think about the, the Pro-Am on the Wednesday. You know what I mean, yeah. that thing is, it's yeah. round, you can't move. The concert with Brudimental and, you know, I mean, that was, I must admit, in my, that for me, for all the great things that we do in golf to help spread the word and bring new people in, that was one of the most powerful. It was like being in Ibiza when Rudimental was playing. I know Leon quite well, and he said he couldn't believe he couldn't get his head around the crowd. He thought, he, this is going to be like golfy. Is this even going to, re- how is this going to even look? It was like being in a beta. It was amazing. And, you know, you brought people into an environment that would maybe look at it and think, this is all right. I quite, this is a good day. Yeah. I'll have a little walk around, watch these sports. Wow. I said, see how far are you at that? You know, and this is how people start, isn't it? And they mm. wouldn't normally pay attention. So they do a brilliant job at this tournament. And of course, this year, just this year, hopefully, um, we're not going to get that. So it's up to us in TV to show the core, show the tournament, show the stature of the event off in the yeah. best way we can. But for the players, one of the things they dearly miss in all tours, in all events, is the reaction of the crowd, the field. I mean, the, the distance you hit it in tournament golf it is greater than you do when you play normal golf. So you're dry, you, every yeah. tour player will drive the ball further than they do in, in normal play. A lot of that down is, is down to the energy the buzz, the adrenaline of it. And that is, yes, the tournament, but also the people. And mm. around that first tee, that's an intimidating first tee with those grandstands that we've yeah, had over the years. Sure. <laughs> that, that 18th green, the theatre of that 18th green, where it's just got bigger and bigger. It's like 5,000 people there, I think, last year. I mean, that is an amazing experience. 
and it's one for me memories of coming up there and finishing off as an Englishman as well playing at my home club it's like they're great times um so we'll miss that so and that's why we've got to try and draw attention elsewhere to and make sure that the tournament um still reaches the people that it usually does it's it, it, for this year unfortunately it will be in a different way to how we've done it mm. before mm. Um, so, last question on the PGA, who do you like? So, obviously, got a good field. Well, really good field. All the guys coming over. And who, who have you got your eyes on before my... Um, I'm always a big fan of taking the guy who came second the week before. Oh, actually, it worked perfectly at the... Yeah, yeah there uh, you go. Last week um, with Aaron Rye. Um, and that would be Tommy this yeah. time. Uh, now, of course, that's not really going out on a limb with Tommy, is it? Because he, he, in, his, in his own right, regardless of last week, he'd have a good chance at Wentworth. He drives it well. Confidence is high. He came third, obviously, which gave him that little bump in confidence he needed in Portugal before going to it. He didn't have a great US Open, obviously, but um, he's come back and he'll be disappointed he didn't finish that off, especially after a brilliant putt to get into the playoff. Uh, if he'd have putted average on Sunday, he'd have won by three, I think. He, he missed mm. a lot of putts. Um, yeah. And that was just down to he missed the putts. The greens were great, so... Uh, he'll be disappointed with that. But at the same time, I can't see him going anywhere. It's a ball striker's golf course. You've got to yeah. fairways greens. He does that anyway. He's doing it really well at the moment. The greens are so pure at Wentworth. I just think he'll pop <laughs> well. Um, I, I think he's going to be hard to beat. I know Rosie's playing as well. I mean, he's obviously going to be um, one of the favourites going in. But for me, Fleetwood will be the, the man to try and get past next week. Or this yeah, week. So so would you say uh, the the English guys, because obviously you've got Hatton playing as well, Willett's back, yeah. so it's like the English guys, how, how much do you think they're going to feed off, as you said when you played, you fed off the fact that you're an English player playing in home well, events the, or something? The, the great thing for them, I think one of the things they found at regular events on the PGA Tour and regular events on the European Tour that has been challenging is that energy. Yeah, so you go to the Belfry like they did for that UK Championship, yeah. Belfry yeah. would have great crowds. Um, mm. And of course there wasn't. And so it's a different vibe. This is a bit different because this is the flagship event. Um, this is the BMW PGA. It's at this historic venue. And yeah. the field is as strong as they've seen. That in itself will tickle their fancy. So they all want to win it. And they want to beat the best players. So, and the world ranking points that are up for grabs. Mm. Uh, obviously, the prize fund is ridiculous again. It's just unbelievable, isn't it, where these Rolex series have gone to. Um, so I think for me in itself that will get all these guys going their juices going yet yeah, not quite to the level with the crowd they add no, that sure. little bit of spice but still it, this tournament speaks for itself and you know what Tyrrell is going to come in here buzzing in form as well he's playing some superb yeah. golf brilliant through to the conclusion of the PGA Tour so again he's going to be another one that's going to be you'd expect him to play well it's just how easily he beds back into European Tour life I suppose whereas yeah. Fleetwood comes in here on a roll on the back of last week but mm. yeah I mean you the great thing for me at the moment as well, working alongside Andrew Coulter as a Scotsman, is being able to every week point out how many brilliant English golfers there are. <laughs> uh, it really, really does make my job a whole lot of fun. Um, you know, and his last week he had a few Scotsmen up there, and there was fifteen in the field. I think it's going to be my time to shine again this uh, this week with the with the power of the English in the world rankings coming through. <laughs> uh, awesome. Um, so, going to switch on to like obviously the coronavirus stuff, but on a more positive light. Um, so we've seen statistics, obviously, suggesting that there's more members, there's just more people playing golf in general. So I just want to get your thoughts on that. Uh, uh, I think it's, a, I think it's a, you know, participation's up 40%. Um, and it doesn't surprise me. Um, look, there's nothing, there's nothing good about the time we're going through at the moment. But no. one of the things I think it's shone a light on is the benefits of our game. 
not just physically for people, but mentally as well. You know, I'm sat in I'm sat in a garden here, John Simpson's garden at the moment, and he's chipping away on this. I mean, it's amazing. And the fun <laughs> he said he's had in here, he built this green, so he built this trampoline for his daughters. Uh, and he said, while they're here, he said, any chance of me having a few holes? So I'll be out in the garden a bit. And, you know, it's it's just been so much fun for him. It's brought him so much joy. And I think just the mental benefits of golf, we're seeing it more and more now. It's always been there, that. That has always been there. But mm. I think this current time where people have felt the isolation and the inability to participate and, and get their active and go, like, so for some people, like, you've got an hour to go out and have a walk each day at the very start. Like, mm. sure. You know, it was a weird, I, I don't walk. I mean, even with me, with my wife and kids, I'm like, I don't really like just, let's go for an hour walk. I mean, I, I walk for purpose, I'm a golfer. And I think that the idea to be able to compete and the camaraderie that comes with our sport, and obviously the physical benefits, and the fact that golf is not that sport where you get to 35, you get the injuries and stuff, you know, can't do that anymore. It's quite user-friendly, you know, and mm-hmm. I really get old, if anything, it keeps that body ticking over and healthy. So, um you know, as I say, it, it's a, it's not a nice time in the world, but golf is helping us to make the most of that situation. And, mm. um, you know, to see these people and the enthusiasm and, and people making, I mean, John's got an amazing setup here with artificial grass, but, you know, I was chipping into a bucket in my back garden with the kids and they loved yeah. it. And we were hitting lob shots over there. Me and my boy, Max, were hitting lob shots over our neighbor's hedge. Uh, I don't mm. know if they liked it, but um, <laughs> it, we had a lot of fun. And uh, I just think it's great. And, um this is a brilliant spot. It's not like anything else because outside of that, the things it teaches you with work ethic and discipline, uh, integrity, you know, mm. I just think there's so many wonderful things about our sport. And the camaraderie in this current time when I think people have felt very isolated is uh, yeah. it's a wonderful thing that it can bring to us all. Yeah. Um, sorry, can I just say, like, you're 35 getting injured. I'm only 26 and I'm getting injured all the yeah, time. Yeah, so. no, <laughs> um, no. So you mentioned it there. So a lot of people making holes in their gardens and stuff. And yeah. obviously, you're now working with BMW on the, the garden golf tour. Can you talk yeah. to us about that quickly? Yeah, it's amazing. So this is really what people were doing during ISIS. At the very start, when the golf courses were closed, um, you know, people wanted their golf fix. I think one of the things that was surprising was it wasn't just golfers. I think people started to hear about this. And, of course, so- social media, it, yeah. you know, it was everywhere, wasn't it? I remember one of my good friends, Iona Stephen, she's, put me in a challenge one of the first things I saw and was chipping into a loo roll I and mean, it was just you know whatever you could do to do something she was in St Andrews at home and St Andrews chipping into this loo roll and we were chipping into uh foam rollers for um training foam rollers stuff like yeah. that but we we're having a bit of fun and um you know I think this was a level up so John Simpson here where the house I'm at at the moment he uh I mean he laid down artificial grass and he's actually made a cool little back garden um practice facility for himself but he's got three holes and so he has little competitions out here and i think this is the top end but people were using that time to go in their garden and the thing about our sport is that you can do it in this tiny little space i mean yeah. maybe not great around windows but you know <laughs> you, can, you can do have some fun stuff and even inside putting competitions okay, I built right, a putting think, yeah. course for my my boy inside and we yeah. build all sorts of things i think i put them out on my um instagram actually when i did it but uh, I think it's really great. And so, you know, the BMW Garden Golf Tour is about us going around and finding some of these uh, amazing ones that over this time were built. And the great thing is, as much as, okay, we can now go out and enjoy the golf courses again, um, This is these are here. And I think that we should never lose sight of that. There's a lot of fun to this, being able to do this. There's not many sports mm. where you could actually do this. So it's really cool. And, um, 
you know, to be able to showcase it like we are here is, is, is really nice. And I think it's a great chance this week for BMW without fans there to still be able to reach the people outside of the golf course because they yeah. won't be coming inside this time and reminding that we're one big golf community. That's what we're yeah. all about from what you do to what I do. Uh, we all love this game as much as we are apart at the moment and we're communicating via, via media most of the time or through phones like this. Like we're all, we're all playing to the sound drum, the, same, yeah. the sound of the same drum. So um, yeah, it's pretty cool to be a part of. This is, this is how we get people into the game, children into the game. You make things fun. At like a in like a garden in your so I chip into my little fireplace here on a tennis yeah. so you get people enjoying the game. I'm I think and it's a great initiative. Um, it is really cool. And you know the funny thing is as well, um, you know you'll get people who will someone will be will have this sort of setup in their back in their back garden. They'll be chipping these things. If you weren't a golfer and you were you were having a barbecue or over there seeing someone a friend, you think oh, I'll have a little go of that. You know it's, it's the sort of thing because it's just so easy, right? You need a club and a ball. Yeah. And, it, and it's super simple. And it's one of the things where our game is slowly but surely changing. It's becoming more accessible, more affordable. There's a way mm. to go. It's a way to grant it. Yeah. But um, to where, you know, you can go to the driving range and have a bit of fun. You know, and all the sort of things you see now at driving ranges as well, whether it be things like Top Golf, and it, 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 it's bringing in a new audience and showcasing golf. It's, like, it's easy. It is not what you thought it was. And people outside, that mentality is becoming harder for people to maintain of, oh, well, it's stuffy, old-fashioned, you know, yeah. who's yeah. richer than who, and you need to be a millionaire to play this game. It is not golf anymore. And that's testament to the, the individuals that have come through at the top end as well, mm. you know, coming from humble backgrounds to be, you know, world-class players as well. And the opportunities are out there for youngsters to get into it and enjoy the sport. So um, it's on the right track. It's just... It, we're in that process of change at the moment. Yeah. Right. So the final question I have for you is: How do you think? Obviously, it's totally like you wouldn't you wouldn't know like definitely. But how do you think coronavirus is going to impact the sport for the future? How will it evolve? All these kind of things. Um, I think participation will stay. I've always been a big believer in the fact of once people get the bug, you don't really. Yeah. Golf's one of those ones that you, you try, but you don't. You sign up on the day because there's very few people. There's sometimes the first time they try, they think, because you see someone do it. Hard. And yeah. you, think, you assume that, well, I was just going to whip a few away. And the first time you swing, the ball's still where it started. <laughs> yeah. Well, hang on. That, hang on. That can't be right. And yeah. so <laughs> the very first day, if it doesn't happen, and you, you, you can just have an awful experience, I think some people go, oh, that's not for me. I don't like that. One shot is all it's I was about to say, it's one shot. One yeah. shot. One shot out of the meat of the club. And then, oh, my God, that was glorious. And arguably, that's even more so than at the top end because the difference between, like, miss or top or out the shank or, you know, off the toe of the club to, whoosh, out the, out the middle of the club. Mm. But, oh, my God, that felt amazing. Yeah. That's all it takes is one shot for that to happen. And um, I think once these people that have come to our sport from outside or maybe the people who didn't play as much but have played more again, They've fallen in love with the game. I'd be one of those. I've played more in it with golf since this because of, one, my children wanting to be out there and get them have exercise with me and come mm -hmm. out on the course. And my boy's getting to an age of eight now where he wants to play more. And also, I've got more time. So, yeah. and, you know, to be able to do it. I've really enjoyed it. I've loved it. So, I'm one that, I've, that has actually thought, I'm going to play more. I'm going to make an effort to create the time i have got a busy life with sky and everything else and a young family but i'm going to make the effort to create more of that time so i think participation will stay up um 
And from a golfing standpoint for the tournaments, I miss, from a selfish point of view, I miss being at them. Uh, you know, we did the Scottish Open. I'm going to be there at Wentworth, but we haven't been, we're not at any of the majors this year. I look mm. forward to that happening again in the future. But I also think it's going to be an amazing thing. The first time we have fans back. And notice that every time we run in uh, a VT of an old win of a player, for instance, um, or you show Danny Willett's win from last year, the PGA yeah. noise. It's like, wow, it's amazing. But actually, we just all took all that up for granted because it's like, well, yes, we did, yeah. PJ. Like, all of a sudden, we're going to have that back again. And it's going to be mesmerising for the players. It's going to be a massive buzz. It's going to add so much more <laughs> to it. Um, but hasn't it done well? Think about the drama at some of the events. So we've, we've adapted, haven't we? Isn't it great? Yeah. We've adapted to, okay, this is how it looks right now. It's a bit weird. And at first, I think everyone thought, oh, I'm not sure about this. But actually... This is great. The majors have been awesome. Yeah. So far, the Masters is going to be mega in November. You've got you know, two in six months or something. Cool. <laughs> the, the last week in Scotland was great. The PGA this week's going to be fantastic. Um, it's, we're doing it in the situation. People are coming together and working together. And that's, in essence, what golf's all about. But that's what we're trying to do in life at the moment, isn't it? We're, we're getting by um, mm. and trying to make it safe as possible for everyone to do so. And golf is thankfully one of those things that doesn't take away from that. It only supports a healthier lifestyle. So, um, yeah, I think we're golf's going to, as I said at the very start, golf, nothing good has come from this. I'm very conscious of making sure that the message is not, oh, golf's done brilliantly off the back of coronavirus. Yeah, yeah. But the fact is, what golf has to offer has been showcased off the back of coronavirus. Um, and that I'm not ashamed to say because that is um, helping the world and it's making positive change in the bigger picture, isn't it? Yeah. Right, that's... That's awesome, Nick. Thanks a lot. No worries. Your time. Yeah.